for today's class is uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 9, Chapter 20, Text 27. And uh, feel free to stop for questions anytime. You don't have to wait till the end. Uh, that way we can have a nice discussion. So. Let them fly whenever you have a question, okay? Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 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 And let's see, we're doing 27. Yes, right where we left off yesterday. Trayas. Trayas. Trimsat. Trimsat. Chattam. Chattam. Ghi. Ashwan. Ashwan. Badwa. Vishmapayan. Vishmapayan. Nripan. Nripan. Dashmantir. Dashmantir. Atyagan. Atyagan. Mayam. Mayam. Devanam. Devanam. Guru. Guru. Ayayo. Ayayo. Trayasthashmik janta chatam hi ashvan. Trayas trim sachatam hi ashwan. Trayas payan ripan. Dashmantiradyagan mayam. Devanam gurum ayayo. Trayas trim sachatam hi ashwan. Badwavim Badwavishma payam ripan. Doshmantiratyagan mayam. Devanam gurum ayayo. Trayas trim sachatam yashvan. Badwavishma payam ripan. Doshmantiratyagan mayam. Devanam Gurum Ayayo Devanam 
Vishmapayan, Vishmapayan, astonishing, Miripan, Miripan, all other kings, Doshmantihi, the son of Maharaj Dushmanta, Atyagat, surpassed, Mayam, material opulences, Devanam, of the demigods, Gurum, the supreme spiritual master, Ayayo, achieved. Translation, Bharat, the son of Maharaj Dushmanta, bound 3,300 horses for those sacrifices. And thus he astonished all other kings. He surpassed even the opulence of the demigods, for he achieved the supreme spiritual master, Hari. So I'll say and you repeat. Bharat, the son of Maharaj Dushmanta, bound 3,300 horses for those sacrifices. And thus he astonished. All other kings. He surpassed even the opulence of the demigods. For he achieved the supreme spiritual master. Hari. Translation of the purport by Shiva Prabhupada. <clears throat> One who achieves the lotus feet of the supreme personality of Godhead certainly surpasses all material wealth even that of the demigods in the heavenly planets. Yam ladva chaparam labdham manyate nadikam tataha. The achievement 
of the lotus feet of the supreme personality of Godhead is the most exalted achievement in life. I'll say that last line again. <clears throat> the achievement of the lotus feet of the supreme personality of Godhead is the most exalted achievement in life. Om Ajnata Marindas Yaganjana Shalakaya Chakshur Udmilitam Yena Tasmai Sri Purve Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Shtapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupataramana Dadanti Swapadantikam so, um, once again, this verse, Bharat, the son of Maharaj Dushmanta, bound 3,300 horses for those sacrifices, <clears throat> and thus he astonished all other kings. He surpassed even the opulence of the demigods, for he achieved the supreme spiritual master, Hari. Uh, if you remember yesterday we were talking about uh, uh, Bharat Maharaj, he performed so many uh, sacrifices, horse sacrifices, up and down uh, the Ganges and the Jamuna River, starting from the mouth of the Ganges River all the way to the beginning, and then starting from the confluence of the uh, Jamuna all the way up to the to the beginning. So he's doing all these fabulous uh, sacrifices, these fabulous judges. So um, in result, he, he achieved Krishna, you see. Now, he wasn't, uh, even though he had this material opulence, that wasn't ultimately his uh, goal. He wasn't thinking, I need more opulence, I need more opulence. He was doing this as an offering to the Supreme Lord. He was trying to please Krishna. You see? It wasn't like, I'll do this, but I'm, I'm going to get so much back. You know, it wasn't a plan like that. So, much, uh, so many times we see that. You know, I'll do for Krishna. But, you know, of course there's a little, little something in it for me. You know, I'm going to throw some money in the hundi. And uh, so much more will come back to me. You know, because I believe that if I put a hundred dollars in there, I'm going to get maybe a thousand or so back. So it's a really good investment. You know, so this Krishna is good investment, safe investment. You know, so I'm pious. I'm I'm uh, I'm working. I'm earning money, and I'm throwing some in the hunting. I'm getting even more back. Life is good. You see, perfection of life, isn't it? But there's always a, a step further, you see. Until you get to the lotus feet of Krishna, how does Prabhupada word or just the achievement of the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the most exalted achievement in life. So until you get those lotus feet of Krishna, there's always something else that you could that that could be better about your situation. <clears throat> you know? I could be materially opulent, I could be uh, uh, very famous, wealthy, you see, influential, powerful. There's always something more. There's always someone that has a little bit more. Until we get the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord. It's like 
Uh, this reminds me of the, the story of Dhruva Maharaj. You know the story of Dhruva Maharaj? Dhruva Maharaj was, uh, he was the son of a king, and the king had many wives. And Dhruva Maharaj was the son of one of the wives that wasn't the, necessarily the favorite, you see. And so the children of the uh, wife that was the favorite of the king, those children were preferred children. You see, even though they were all son of the king, some of the children were preferred children. And so Dhruva Maharaj, uh, at one, one time he was actually, he went and jumped on his father's lap, lap and he was pushed off. Father pushed him off because he wanted to take one of his preferred children on his lap. You see. And this hurt Dhruva Maharaj, you know, it, uh, it just made him feel horrible. It just, if he swore, I'll get even. You see. I'll surpass my father. I'll have a kingdom that will surpass him. <clears throat> I'll show him. So, he went into, into the forest and he began to chant. Does anyone know what he, what he chanted? What's his That's it. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. And he chanted and chanted and chanted for so long. And the purpose of this chant was to... Uh, attract Krishna so that he could get material opulence that would surpass his father. You know, I'm going to make my father's castle look like a little cottage. I'm going to make his kingdom look like a spot on a map, you see. I'm going to outdo it all. You know, that was, he was burning with uh, hate and fire and hurt. Yes, Prabhu? He was the child that was rejected on the lap? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't one of the preferred, you see. So you can see that he's got this material desire. This is the fruit of desire here, born out of anger. He didn't get what he wanted. He, didn't get, he wanted to be one of the preferred, but he wasn't one of the preferred. So now he's mad. So now I want to get even. So there's nothing, there's nothing spiritual about any of this. It's all material, you see. But he's chanting, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, <clears throat> again and again and again for a long time. And his uh, chanting got so intense that he pleased Krishna. You see? In the, in, in the midst of chanting, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, over and over, he felt the presence of someone there. And he opened his eyes and he saw, there stands Krishna. You see? And Krishna said, my dear boy, you have pleased me very much. And I want to give you anything you want. Anything. So we know what he wanted, right? He wanted the biggest kingdom, the most fabulous palace, servants, grounds, you know, he wanted it all. He wanted a kingdom bigger than Texas. You know? So, uh, that's what he wanted. What did he, what did he ask for? Krishna says, I'll give you anything. What did he ask Krishna for? He asked Krishna for the most valuable thing. When I'm lecturing in these uh, uh, yoga clubs, I ask this question, I tell this story sometimes, and I say, if God appeared before you, and he said, I'll give you anything, Anything, you name it, it's yours. I'm Krishna, and I can fill the bill. 
what's the most valuable thing that you could ask from this Krishna? Exactly. Dhruva Maharaj said, my dear Lord, I want you. Meaning, I want you. I want, I, I want you, Krishna. I want to serve you. I, I, I never want to forget you. I want to be your, become your servant. You see. So, when, when Dhruva Maharaj saw Krishna, he immediately forgot these uh, desires. You see. He, 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 no longer did he care about having the great palace or a big kingdom. That wasn't uh, that wasn't his, his driving force anymore. It's just like I want you, Lord. I just want you. To have Krishna means to serve him. You know, to have Krishna. We can't have Krishna without loving him. You see? To love someone means to do some service to him. You see? We always want to do something when we feel fond of someone. It's just natural. If we really love them, if we feel very fond of them, we want to do something, you see. Uh, so, uh, to have Krishna, uh, to be in love with Krishna, means to serve Krishna fully, you see. So, uh, Dhruva Maharaj lost all his material desires just by seeing Krishna. So, um, here we have a similar situation with Bharat Maharaj. He's done all these incredibly wonderful sacrifices. You know, no one has ever equaled that. No, no one before him and no one after him could ever equal the sacrifices that he did. It was that magnanimous. Would have been something to see. You see. I think later on in this chapter it talks about... Uh, I think I'm sure this is where he talks when he gave he gives so many elephants, isn't it, Dasarath Prabhu? He gives all these thousands of elephants decorated with gold. I mean, he's just you know he's a record breaker. You see, but he's doing it to please Krishna. You see, and somewhere along the line, he loses his taste for material opulence. He just loses his taste for it. He wants Krishna. He wants to serve Krishna. So, uh, <clears throat> the devotees of Krishna are like that. Uh, the devotees of Krishna, we're not seeking for uh, any personal material gain. Although, we want material gain. Sometimes we scheme. How can we get money to come in to the temple? You see? For Krishna, there's a whole difference when we're thinking like that for Krishna. We can have lust, lusty desires to serve Krishna. We can lust for money to serve Krishna. As a matter of fact, we should. You know, this seems like uh, the sacrifices that we see uh, performed by Bharat Maharaj could be um, described as pretty much an over-endeavor in some ways. I mean, they're way over the hill. Greater than anything up until then, and greater than any, anything since, you see. But he had this zeal, uh, this, uh, uh, what is it, Rupa Goswami has this word, uh, volume, this lust to serve Krishna, lust to, to please Krishna, 
see. And this, this can be the driving force. We can see that it was the driving force in Srila Prabhupada. The lust to please Guru and Krishna, to go and go and work hard and, and uh, travel the world at such an advanced age, to spend so much time uh, serving Krishna and establishing this movement, translating so many books, you see, giving so much of himself, he would go someplace and spend time with the local people, the local devotees, and, and, and their guests. People would invite guests and he would work with them. He was concerned, you know, Prabhupada wanted to make everybody that he met a devotee. He wanted them all to go back to Godhead, you see. Now we may say, well, you can't have that, you can't have that desire. Huh? But if you, if you shoot, what's it Prabhupada used to say, shoot for a rhino. And you go, honey, shoot for a rhino. At least you might get one, you see. So you, you shoot for the big target, which means we serve Krishna with great zeal. Lust. Let's be lusty to serve Krishna, you see. Maharaj Bart's going the extra mile for sure. He's going, you know, many extra miles here. You see, Srila Prabhupada went the extra mile. So we, the devotees of Krishna, we will do that. Some of us will do it in the beginning. We'll start out and we'll do it from time to time. And then after a while, we get caught up in it. You see, there's a process that we get into. <clears throat> in the beginning, we kind of... Uh, uh, on a regulated basis, we get ourselves to serve Krishna, to do something for Krishna. Uh, on a regulated basis, we make ourselves go to the programs, chant our rounds, to do certain things properly, you see. Uh, and um, to do some service. We, we, we tell ourselves, all right, no, I know you want to go do this, but we're going to do service to Krishna. You know, so. You're being, uh, you're using regulation. Along the line, after a while, you develop some attraction. You know? After a while, you start to think, hey, this isn't half bad. This is pretty good. So it gets easier, because now it's becoming attractive. And as you continue along that, that process, then you get into the point where you're attached. You become attached. You see, and that doesn't mean <clears throat> in a minor way we're attached to where I can't do without it. You see, I cannot not do my service. I cannot not go to the programs. You see, I'm now attached. I've developed that. Uh, uh, it's a habit. <clears throat> it's like scientists have come up with you know, in, in trying to figure out how to uh, uh, train employees properly. They've come up with uh, great, you know, these companies have spent millions and billions of dollars studying human beings, and how to motivate them, you see. And they've, uh, they've learned one thing that they, that they feel pretty sure about, and I, I, I think it works, is that <clears throat> if any of us do something the same time, the same thing, every day, the same way, if we do it for 21 straight days, 
on an average, some people less, some people more, 21 days, it becomes ingrained into our subconscious. You see? On the 22nd day, we don't have to think about it. It just, the, the subconscious mind just does it at that time, in that way that we've trained ourselves to do it. So what they've come up with is it takes about 21 days on average to train somebody. You see? You have to stay with them. So, um, so we, it gives us an idea about how our mind works, you see. Once something gets into the subconscious mind, we don't have to try to remember it anymore. <clears throat> you see, it's an automatic thing. It's just like you don't have to think when you get in the shower in the morning to take a shower. You don't have to think, oh, let's see, what do I do first? Uh, where do I start? Where's the soap? You, know? you could be blindfolded, you see. You could, you, you could just, the lights could be out. It could be perfectly in the dark. It doesn't matter. And, and your mind is somewhere away. You're not thinking about, okay, okay now I'm washing my head and now I'm going to do, you see. You never get through and say, hey, did I, did I remember to wash my ears? Yeah. It just happens. You don't even know it. The mind knows what to do because it does it every day the same way, you see. So, um, if we... Um, pursue this Krishna consciousness and pursue our service with zeal. Uh, it gets easier and easier. We remember to do it. It becomes natural to go to the programs. It becomes natural to say Gayatri at a certain time. It becomes natural to chant your rounds. You see? You become regulated. You see? It, it's a tr becomes attractive. Then you become completely attached to it. And in other words, this is the way I live. This is, this is who I am. This is what I do. It becomes a part of you. you see? So, and from that platform, we can, we can start to turn the fire up on this zeal, this lawyer, this lust to serve Krishna. Bigger and bigger and bigger. You see. Now some people may argue, well, it doesn't sound like the serving Krishna is is satisfied because you're trying harder and harder towards later on as you really kind of get it to where you're attached to it, you're regu regulated with it, you know. Now you're trying to do more and more of it. So maybe, you know, if it was so transcendental, why doesn't a little bit go a long way? Why can't you do a little of it and you're just feeling all blissed out? It's because we can't get enough of it. And we don't want to do anything else. And we don't, and not only that, it's wonderful and it's available. It's wonderful to do, it's joyously performed, and I can do more of it. You see, there's, there's, there's a little impediment, hardly any impediment, uh, to uh, turning up the fire on our service to do more, you see. Now you may say, well, I'm starting to reach my boundaries here. You know, as far as my ability, I'm trying. All right, okay, who is your ability? What does Krishna say in Bhagavad Gita? Huh? Who is your ability? I am the ability of man, Krishna says. He's telling Arjuna, I am your ability. You see? In other words, 
if we say, well, I'm starting to reach my, my, my limit, you know, and Krishna says, well, you're not reaching mine. <laughs> Your ability comes from me. You see? So the whole process is that we, uh, we turn the burner up. We turn the fire up, you know. It's like Hansa uh, Duda, uh, I started to say Hansa Duda Maharaj, but Hansa Duda Prabhu. He used to call it cooking on high heat. Cook it on high heat. Turn the flame up. You know, you can uh, uh, you can get yourself to go hard, fast. See? Not because you're forcing yourself to. You know, it's not like a farmer driving a donkey with a whip. Because you're wanting to see where where, where will this go? Krishna's the ability. You see, Krishna will give me the ability. What do I want? I want to become his instrument. I want to become the instrument of Krishna. I'm praying, my dear Lord, please use me as your instrument. You know? Speak through my mouth to whoever you want to send. Uh, say to them whatever you want to say. Touch their heart in whatever way that you want to touch. Use me as your instrument. I surrender. See? The, the instrument, for instance, when, when we have somebody that, uh, let's say a concert pianist, when he sits down to play the piano, the piano doesn't say, you know, hey, today I thought I'd do it a little like this, you know. The, pa the piano is completely surrendered. Totally surrendered. And the concert pianist, he plays, you see, and the piano does exactly, he's the instrument, he does exactly as the uh, musician tells it to, you see. Now, it's the piano that's making the music. This is something important to keep in mind. But at the end, when the audience applauses, when they applaud, are they applauding the piano or the musician? The sound came from the piano. The piano was an extension of the talent of the musician, you see. It was completely surrendered to the ability of the musician. So the ability of the musician is coming through the instrument. So that's what we're striving to do with Krishna. We want him to use us, use us as his instrument. You see. That way, I don't know what my, my boundaries are. I don't know what my limits are. And we'll come up, we'll, we'll come up every day and we'll be surprised at what my limits are. So much I thought I could do, you know. I don't have any limits. I'm an instrument of Krishna, you see. Krishna may decide that he's going to send uh, more and more people. Sometimes he'll, he'll send fewer and fewer people. Krishna may decide that he's going to... Uh, make you poverty stricken and then he may decide I'm just going to send a lot of money I'm going to see what you're going to do so the devotee starts to realize this isn't me I'm surrendering you see I'm not driving this boat I'm just surrendering you see I'm allowing Krishna to work through me I'm performing devotional service what do we uh, what do we throw into this um um situation desire 
I beg you, Krishna, please. I know I don't deserve it. I'm, I'm over that. We both know that. But I'm still begging you for it. You know, please, please give me some service. Please use me as you want. See? Now that's a little different than sometimes somebody might say, well, you know, I'd like to serve Krishna and uh, I like to play guitar. So I think I'll play guitar for Krishna. You know, I want to do what I like and I want to do it to serve Krishna. And that's very nice. Someone may say, well, I'm a carpenter. I want to build houses and temples for Krishna. You know, whatever. Whatever your talent is, you may say, I want to use what I like to do to serve Krishna. And that's fantastic. That's wonderful. But it's not quite on the level of saying, my dear Lord, I don't care what it is. I just want you to, I want to serve you, please, directly. Please direct me. I want to do what you want. You see, that's flattery. That's flattery to Krishna. I want to do what you want. And I need you to, I need you to help me. I need you to tell me, give me a clue on what it is that you want. You see. And it becomes obvious. It becomes very obvious. You see. He's not going to sit back and not reply. He'll let you know. You, if you really mean it. Any questions or comments? That guy over there looks like he has a question. <laughs> I do that at these when I'm talking to this these yoga groups. You know, they're sitting there and they're not asking a question. This is something that was rolling around in my mind when we were talking. Um, that you know we 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 find something we like to do and and we perform it and we think that we have achieved it to the best of our ability. And even sometimes uh, we may get bored with a little bit of the repetition of the same process over and over again. But uh, I know that in developing uh, skills, for example, a guitar drama, these things. It takes approximately uh, 300,000 uh, uh, repetitions before you can reach the perfection of it, before the mind and the body is fully connected. It takes that much repetitions. I teach Tai Chi, and to actually learn to perform that perfectly, um, it's, it's that kind of, and 300,000 is just like saying, a lifetime, you know, you just need to do it for the rest of your life yeah. uh, and strive to do it the best you can each time. And it will always uh, grow and get better and, and, and push through the times that you feel like, oh, I'm bored with this, I'm tired of this, you know. Uh, we can always find a, a, a new angle in which to approach, you know. And, Work on our service. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know that we can ever perfect it. I think that's what that statement is saying. Well, it's transcendental and it's ever increasing. Yeah. You see? Uh, so much more 
uh, we've done than we've done before and then we can look ahead and see there's so much more that I can do you see it's uh, it's ever increasing and the thing of it is this isn't our show the devotee realizes this isn't it's not that I have some big big plan I'm I'm, I'm realizing I'm finding out what Krishna's plan is Krishna has this incredible plan you see we've already we in this con we already have a plan you know, we know what Krishna's plan is. Lord Chaitanya wanted to inundate the, the universe with the holy name. He wants to take so much chanting of the, of the holy name of the Lord that it will drown the whole material cosmos, drown all of the uh, illusory concepts that these inhabitants have. So much. That's what he wants. So... Uh, in our situation, in this day and age, we in ISKCON, we're so fortunate that we know exactly what Krishna wants. He wants to save the entire universe, meaning the entire, uh, any creature, any soul that's in this material world, he wants them to go back to Godhead. So that's your mission should you choose to accept it. You know? Remember Mission Impossible? This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. You know, that's your mission. You know, we don't have to say, all right, you know, I'm waiting, Krishna. When's the, when are you going to text me or send me an email? Let me know what it is that you want. What do you want me to do? You know, we've got our marching orders. So, how much of an, of an instrument do we want to become? You know, how, that's, that's the process of surrender. That's what it means to surrender. The piano is completely, totally surrendered to the musician. So is the guitar, and, you see. They're doing it through the ability of the musician. You can have... Uh, uh, What's that? Stradivarius? Yeah. Is that the... Yeah. The million dollar violin? But just because it's a million dollar the best violin in the world doesn't mean that I can pick it up and play it. I don't have the ability. You see? If you've got the ability, you can pick it up and make it sound incredible. But the Stradivarius is more surrendered to the ability of the musician then maybe uh, a Sears violin, you know. But put a Sears violin in the hands of a perfect musician and the Sears violin will sound wonderful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've seen so, guitar players pick up a guitar that sounds like junk. To most people, they make it sound nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just the ability, the ability in man is Krishna. So how much of your ability, my Lord, do I want to channel through me? Now some people might say, well, why would, why would you want to limit it at all? Well, because I want to hang on to what I want to do. I've got some things that I want to do, you know. I, 
this Krishna, I want to work with him, you know, keep him happy. You know, I want to please him, but, you know, I still want to reserve a large part of my day for moi. You know, it's been, I've got my own plans, you know. Krishna's got his plan. Lord Chaitanya wants to save the world. You know, I'm up for that. But I got a couple of things, you know, my own ideas. As we let go of that attitude, then we get swept away. There's a current. There's a, a, it's like the current of a river flowing, the Ganges River flowing, hard current, you see. And it's, it's flowing back to Godhead. And we're fighting it. We're in that current. We're in that river. But we're fighting it. We're, sometimes we try to swim upstream. You see. If we just go with that flow, you know, we're in Iskon. We're here. We just have to go with that flow and beg Krishna, please engage me. You know, hey, Krishna, I'm here. What about me? I'm ready. You know, if you're really ready, you know, he'll, he'll engage you very nicely. We can see that. We can see what. I mean, look at this. The manifestation of this temple here is proof of that. You see? A couple of people wandering out into the desert of Arizona and starting a temple. I mean, if you turned time back 20-something years, you would have thought, yeah, fat chance. I think I'm going to wander out into the desert and I'm going to start a temple and a restaurant. It's going to be like, you know, described it the way it is, you know. You would have probably said, yeah, right. <laughs> Let me know how that works for you. I wish you well, but, uh, you know. Let's see. Who's got the ability to do this? Krishna. We have to have the desire. We have, we, but that's, that's what we have. We have that desire to serve Krishna and to let his ability come through us. And now... Krishna, Krishna being the stinker that he is, is going to try to give you credit for it. You see? In other words, he wants the applause to go to the, to, to the, uh, the musical instrument. Krishna doesn't. He's the, he's the musician. If you become his instrument, he wants the applause to go to you. He wants the glorification to go to you. That pleases him. You see? Can that also be a stumbling block for us? You better believe it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you've got a it's a big challenge. Your ego can can grow like everything. We have to be very careful about that. You see? Because Krishna will see that you're glorified. And and <clears throat> Oh, one thing that will help is when you, you just have to always have the realization, look, my only qualification is I showed up. I showed up. Krishna did it. You see, we got to tell that to ourselves. Someone may say, oh, that was a very nice class or that you, you cooked a very nice subject, whatever it was, some service you did. And you have to, you know, have to realize it was Krishna that did it, and that this person wants to give you some uh, glorification. 
for it. So you've got to deal with that. Thank you very much. That's nice of you to say. But you know, you know in your heart, you know, all I did was show up. <laughs> I was present. That's my qualification. You know. <laughs> so, anything else? No. All right. Happy Ikadashi. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Yeah.